The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Luke O'Neill is with us and he's here to talk about moon landings, moon crashes and H2O yeah. on the moon. It's big lunar news. Talk about a week of news about the moon, Anton Strange, as it may seem. You know? So first of all, Russia, as you may have read, crashed into the moon. Their, their mission failed. That was the Luna 24, 25 mission, right? But then India have landed. Yesterday, the big news was India's landed a probe on the south pole of the moon. Now, to me, this is a fantastic story for science. Mass celebration all over India. Seven million people watched it live on YouTube. School kids, you know, all over. So it's a good example of how science can bring benefits that you wouldn't expect. You know? Now, can I ask, maybe I am too cynical, but my understanding of the, the, the core catalyst for the space race back in the 60s was intercontinental ballistic missiles. A way yeah. to show off, look, we can do this to you if we... What's the incentive now for moon landings? What does it's, it prove to who? It's similar in a way. So in other words, it is kind of about weapons again in space, sort of technological advancement, you might say, you know. But secondly, it really is about putting a base on the moon, right, to harvest the riches from the moon. That's one thing they're talking about. So, for example, there's helium on the moon. That could be useful for stuff on Earth. That, that's another reason. In other words, it's a land grab. In fact, there's a big discussion at the moment. Is it like the Wild West? But I and never then, thought of the moon as useful in terms of natural resources. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, so there's all these, allegedly, now this is a, this is a bit speculative, but that's one one possibility. Secondly, to get to Mars. Now, again, what would that mean? But still, there's a race on now to get to Mars. I guess in India's case, it's to show they're a, a fully modern nation. Now, Modi made a big speech, you see, and he said it's a new a new India, he called it, a big victory. You know? So it's kind of national pride as part of this as well, I suppose. And this, when we were talking then about um, the natural resource element of things, Water on the moon. That's the big one. Yes, yes. So evidence began to emerge. Beginning in, in 1976, actually, a previous Russian mission brought back some samples and they found what evidence of water. 0.1% of the sample was water, possibly, right? That creates interest, obviously. And then two more pieces of evidence emerge. There's probably water on the South Pole, you see. Now, if there is water, that has a big effect because that means you can go and have a supply of water for your moon base, you know, to grow plants or whatever it might be. Uh, but secondly, the water can be turned into rocket fuel, incredibly. And imagine making fuel on the moon that will fuel the trip to Mars. So suddenly the race is all about getting to the South Pole. And India landed near the South Pole. It's a big achievement. It's a much more difficult terrain there. It's more rugged, you know. And and the Russians crashed, you know. So India has been is the first nation now to land a probe on the South Pole of the Moon, and that's seen as a big advance. And and, and Anton, it's good. Guess what? That, there's a thing called the Shackleton Crater on the South Pole, named after Ernest Shackleton, that has the water. So again, they think so they're going to get evidence, more and more evidence. So I take it then this is not microscopic amounts of water. This, if they're looking at the possibility of using it to support a base or to fuel rockets, it yeah. must be huge quantities. Well, again, now the, Chi- the Chinese, by the way, Anton, they're trying to get there as well. They've landed probes on the, on the far side of the moon, which is a big achievement for China. They have evidence that maybe there's trillions of litres trapped in the moon soil, you know, and these things called glass beads, they're calling them, these structures that are trapping water. The Chinese have evidence for this, you see. So we're talking trillions of litres, potentially, on the moon. And as I say, that would have, that would have big consequences. Does that mean prospects of some form of life? Because isn't that usually one leads to the other? If you find water, it, it is a fair indication that you may have some kind of organic activity. Yeah, precisely, but not in the moon. It's too harsh otherwise, you know. But certainly, the, the, having water there, the race will now be to get that water. The big thing, Anton, as well, is who will own it, you know. So the UN passed a treaty about the moon saying nobody can own the moon. 
In other words, it's a shared resource for all the world, you know. And if anything is found there, then we'd have to share it. Of course, the Americans, Donald Trump had an executive order allowing Americans to own parts of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And you may have heard of uh, space wars and all this kind of thing. Well, the Americans have form in this. The Americans back in um, the Civil War era passed legislation that said that any island uninhabited but significantly covered in bird guano was the property of right. America because bird guano is a, um, provides a significant material for gunpowder yeah. construction. So I think that's still on the book. So they're not bad at the outland graph. They're, they're not bad, exactly, yeah. And that's a big debate. The, the legality of all this is a big debate. There the is moment. something along those lines about Antarctica as well, isn't it? Isn't, isn't there similar. a similar yeah, approach to right. Antarctica? Yeah. These, these should share. be resources for the world, remember, is the idea. Now, Modi himself actually said, the Prime Minister of India, this is actually a, 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 an achievement for the whole world, he said. So he's, he's aware of this. And NASA and the European Space agency helped the Indian mission. So it's kind of an international thing, which is as it should be, I guess, in a sense. Can you explain to me why we care about Mars? Oh, that's another good question. Yes. <laughs> I do not I don't know. I think, again, it's a mission, isn't it? You know, part of this is all about saying we have a mission to try and achieve something. Remember JFK's famous speech about the moon, you know? So getting to Mars would be a big achievement technologically, first of all. You see, maybe and this then there is, be spin-outs, I guess. This is probably tinfoil hattery. But if you look back at um, What's-His-Features, mining and aviation, um, uh, who ended up living surrounded by Kleenex on his own, Howard Hughes. Oh, Howard Hughes, yeah. Howard Hughes was used as a front for the CIA for a whole load of stuff, for digging up submarines that hit the bottom of the ground. Because once you get a billionaire, you can say he's just a bit mad and he likes to do all this. Is there any prospect that the same is happening with all the billionaires racing into the space? Wouldn't race? you wonder? Yeah, they're all doing it, aren't they, for a start? You yeah. See, yeah. For but no like, apparent reason. Like, Elon Musk does nothing other than stuff that serves Elon Musk. Yet yeah. he continues to talk about Mars. Surely there has to be an incentive that I'm There's missing. There's something else going on. Yeah, well, again, remember, the moon shot that happened in the, in the 60s and 70s did have loads of spin-outs. You wouldn't have computers today without that. The technology that was needed eventually turns into the modern computers we have now. So, in other words, all this great science, shall we call it, can happen have benefits outside the, uh, outside the immediate things that you might imagine. A lot of people are raising questions about whether or not that is where Indian money should have been spent. Texting, how much does this cost? There is so much poverty in India. I was there. It is shocking. Where did they get the money for this That's from? a re- really good point. Now, amazingly, now the Indian people are saying, the, the government have said this, it costs it cost $74 million this mission, right? That seems cheap. Really cheap. I mean, talk about cost effective. Now, guess how much it cost to make the movie Gravity it was more than that, just to make that movie. Yes. <laughs> So here's an example. You know, it was a really cheap, the engineers and everybody, they, it was all basically highly effective cost-wise. It's the cheapest ever mission. Now, it is a good point, though, and this always comes up. How can we justify spending all this money, you know, when it, when it could be used for better things? And that's a debate that will continue, I think. While we're on the topic of tinfoil hattery, my understanding is that one of the Apollo 11 missions left reflectors on the moon so that you can now shoot lasers at the moon and they will bounce back, proving that humans stood up there. Have the Indians left anything up there to show that well, they were really well, there? Well, they've sent their rover out this morning. The rover left the probe. The rover is now crawling around taking samples. Now, again, you can't see that from the Earth, obviously. You know. Now, I think we can be pretty safe that, that this has happened. You know, there isn't some kind of a thing they're making up, you know. I, yeah, I'm surprised that you being so open-minded and naive in this thing. I thought there'd be more scepticism there. Come here, before I let you go, you know this trend now for space tourism. Would you have any desire? 100%. I would go in the heart, wouldn't you? Can you imagine? Not in a fit. 
You have wild horses wouldn't drive. You would, you would be oh, interested in going up. absolutely you? love to go. Can you imagine seeing the earth from space and all that kind of thing? It'd be brilliant, you know, to boldly go where uh, no Irish person's gone before. I don't know, but I'd love to go. I, would you, would you, if you were offered it, would you not go? No, genuinely you not. Not a tiny bit. No, not a bit. The thought of sitting in a small tube behind a lad you don't know, yeah. running that kind of risk so you can get one picture. Well, fair play to you. We, we'll throw your name on this. I think Bill Collins' seat is available now, isn't it? Well, it won't be me. I don't know. It won't be me. Luke, thank you very much. That is Professor Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at the School of Immunology in Trinity College. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.